This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime. Perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1562. Going Sober, a radical act of self-love by Melanie Schwader of abrighterwild.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your very own personal narrator. Hey there, happy Saturday, and welcome back to another weekend edition of Optimal Health Daily. This is where I read to you from some of the best health and fitness blogs on the web, always with a little bit of my commentary at the end. All right, and with that, let's get right to today's post as we optimize your life. Going Sober, A Radical Act of Self-Love by Melanie Schwader of abrighterwild.com. After many months of thinking and struggling with this topic, I feel like it's finally time to come out and claim another label for myself, sober. Now, for most of us, when we hear the word sober, we think of Alcoholics Anonymous. We think of addiction. We think of those whose pasts are riddled with horror stories about drinking and drugs and how they've managed to get clean. Or on the other hand, we hear the term and immediately play word association. Teetotaler. Serious, uptight, drab, colorless. And I'm here to tell you that being sober is none of those things. At least for me anyway, not to mention many of the wonderful individuals in recovery that I have met over the past couple of years. Even though I abused alcohol off and on, I thankfully didn't develop a full-blown addiction. Yes, I drank quite a bit for a short period of time in college. Yes, I had a scare with nearly poisoning myself and my hallmates being worried that I wouldn't wake up the next morning. Yes, alcohol was blamed for my rape instead of my rapist. And yes, I continued drinking after that, well into my 20s, and even after getting ill. But over the last few years, I've noticed that my relationship with alcohol has gotten even more strained. I have to admit, I never really enjoyed drinking. I mean, yes, the social aspects were great, and it made me feel like a part of the in-crowd, I know that being accepted was, hands down, the number one reason that I ever drank in the first place, because my body sure as hell didn't like it. Now, I've always been slightly jealous at all the people that actually love drinking because it makes them feel good. They loosen up, 
They come out of their shells. They become the life of the party. As an introvert and empath, I longed for that kind of release, to get out of my head for a while and just be. So I kept trying to booze, over and over again, and I never found that flow. My choice to go sober has been one that I've been ruminating over for years. Slowly, I've consumed less and less on fewer and fewer occasions. I'd start saying things like, I'm not really a big drinker, or just a sip, or I'm a lightweight, to begin my social transition to sobriety. And slowly, people began to absorb those messages, and I didn't have to turn down invitations to bar crawls or clubbing anymore. People started realizing that when they invited me to their home or party, I wasn't going to get drunk or loud or rude or destructive. I could be funny and charming and kind with just a cup of water in my hand. So it's been a long-ish transition to announcing my sobriety. But here it is. Ta-da! Why is this a radical act of self-love, you may ask? Because it's one that takes courage to stand up for myself and my body when nobody else can or will. Because to completely abstain from drinking, especially at my age, is highly unusual in our culture where both social and work occasions are centered around the bar scene. Because to claim a label that is so cut and dried, pun intended, can be somewhat threatening to our new fluid, fun-loving zeitgeist. Because the potential to be seen as a fuddy-duddy or party pooper is terrifying to many, I, however, have always been proud of my grandparent status. Slippers, reading, and 9 p.m. bedtimes? Woot woot! But after much experimentation and self-exploration, I finally decided that staying sober is the best thing I can do for myself. There are a lot of reasons why people may choose to go sober, and addiction is only one of them. I'm proud to be a part of a wonderful community of sober people, even though my story may be unlike many of theirs. My road to sobriety has probably been quite different than many others. But I think the more diversity in the sober world, the better. Sobriety is a choice, and hopefully one that all people from all backgrounds can feel empowered to make. Of course, a lot of my decision has to do with my physical health. As you know, I've been sick with Lyme disease and chronic fatigue syndrome for over seven years now, and I will be damned if something as silly as booze were to hold back my recovery. I know deep down that I have what it takes to get well again, and that alcohol and the surrounding culture was only going to get in the way. This comes from not only some knowledge about the physiology of alcohol consumption, but also my own personal experiences and how my body communicates with me when I drink. The first sip may be delightful, but in a few short minutes, I start to feel sick. Depending on the type of booze, my reaction may be mild or more severe, but regardless, it's never a good thing. I get dizzy and foggy-headed. My body feels like it's overheating. My legs start turning to jelly. Then the horrendous headache starts clamping down. My stomach turns. I feel shaky. Even though these things have been going on for years in response to my drinking, it's taken me a while to actually listen to my body's pleas for me to stop. So now all I can say is, sorry body, I promise from today onwards to treat you better. Now, as I say the word sober, it feels good. It feels right. I can sense my whole energy respond in a positive way. It resonates with me on all levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. I know that I can walk forward through my life with this new empowering identity 
and that I can claim this new radical label in the name of self-love and self-care. In light of all this, if you drink, I simply invite you to tap into your body and what it is trying to tell you. And if you find that your body or spirit isn't 100% on board with your drinking, perhaps it's your sacred invitation to cut back. I'm not saying that you have to go all in with sobriety, but any step that you can take towards a better relationship with yourself, the better. Open the lines of communication, and you may find some unexpected guidance come your way. As I'm writing this, I notice on the news that the rates of drinking among those under 30 are on the decline. So maybe it's not so radical after all. You just listened to the post titled, Going Sober, A Radical Act of Self-Love by Melanie Schwader of abrighterwild.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com health. Just go to indeed.com health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. I really liked a phrase that Melanie shared with us. She said, Sorry, body. I promise from today onwards to treat you better. What's so great about this phrase is that it can be used for other behaviors too. For example, say we went a little overboard with the Thanksgiving leftovers. We can then repeat this phrase to ourselves. Sorry, body. I promise from today onwards to treat you better. I should also mention that forgiving yourself for these little setbacks is important, but it's just as important to try and learn from the experience too. If we can ask ourselves, how can I do better next time? Or what did I learn about myself from this experience? This phrase becomes even more powerful. All right, that'll do it for the Saturday episode. I hope you're having a great weekend if you're listening in real time, and I'll be back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.